Lead over the AFL. Yeah. Okay. I got my run sheet. We're ready to go. Uh, uh, we're ready. Born ready, Sean. Born ready. Welcome to this, the 16th episode of the second season of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast brought to you as always by MGA Traffic, delivering the best traffic surveys in the business nowadays. Why do you laugh? <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh, I'm Sean Peterbudge. I'm joined as always by Fabian Guadagnolo. Fabian, hello. Buonasera ragazzi. Buonasera ragazzi to you. And Tim Davis. <laughs> How are we, Sean? Yeah, well, Tim, I'm well. I think there's no place that we... Uh, firstly, actually, just a bit of housekeeping. Yes. There'll be no movie talk on this episode because that is taking place on a separate standalone bite-sized episode. Sean went to the movies? Sean goes to the movies. Sean goes to the movies. I saw Should Detective... be Sean went to the movies. Yeah, well, yeah, I can change that. Um, I saw, uh, yeah, Detective Pikachu. So that's up on the podcast if you well, feed, if you want to go listen to that. I talk a bit of junk about other things. We'll see how long it lasts, how long I can be bothered. But um, so before that, we'll, we'll start, you know, we have to start. There's the only one place to start. When you start a game of football that badly yeah. and you can't recover, the first, the first, what is it, 45, 50 minutes of that match inexcusable how Beverly Hills could let the game get away from them like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it. He's done it. Well, it's funny that you Fishing say that, Fishing rod is out. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you say that. We actually won the first quarter. One we, point to nil. It was actually three points to nil. Ooh. But uh, we played Q Comets away. Tough road trip. Tough road trip to Q. And, um, but Do you think our, it was the... The added time in transit that put the kids off a bit. No, they actually started really well. We um, didn't you lose by ten goals? Did you kick a goal? No, we kicked one goal. The opposition kicked eight. Oh, well, that score we saw was we it? saw sixty to one online. Nah, it's under twelves green. No, no, no. We're under twelves black. It wasn't a good weekend for the under twelves. Under twelves green got beaten sixty to one. Well, I, got t- I got told that the the under twelves green got smashed. I didn't realize it was to that uh, to that extent. Extreme yeah. makes him makes feel him better. Feel good yeah. yeah. You said last week. Coach. You said you mentioned last week that you weren't worried about your job. You weren't worried about your position. We sit here now. We're three weeks in. You're winless. Right. And you've kicked five goals And for I don't season. know if you listen to Triple M, but Eddie Maguire had, has come out and said that Carlton perhaps your opposition should be uh, reviewed. And he said that perhaps Beverly Hills under-12s black, are you under-12s black? Yes. Yep. Need to consider getting actually, in. No, we're actually under-12s teal, under but we play teal. in the black division. Uh-huh. Well, I think he's, the point stands that, yeah. that maybe Beverly Hills need to think about getting someone in with a bit more experience. A bit more experience. Well, I genuinely... There's some news on this front. Oh, no. This week will be my last game. He's stepping away. As coach of the under-12 team. Have you reconsidered how you're developing these kids? And you just thought, you know what? Yeah, I won't be coaching the under-12 teal team after this Sunday. Oh, no. So that's the end of the journey, four weeks in. No, no. That's been a little bit dramatic. What the decision that has been made, as we've said before, our under-12s team is predominantly under-11s. The under-11s played... Last year as under 10s, short on numbers, didn't win a game and they were a bit frustrated so they decided they wanted to come up into our age group, train with us. There was going to be two teams, they made the shift to three Mm -hmm. and now they've ultimately said, you know what? Go back to under 11. We're going back to under 11. So we will play under 12s this week. Is that a promotion or a demotion? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a demotion. Hmm. Oh, but, but if you looked at it, you're developing younger, you can actually have more So you impact. No, no, we've played two. Yeah, but when you get thrown into the 
league below, we will be three games behind. Oh, it's all about development, Fab, this year. Okay. But we play Ashburton this week, and Ashburton haven't been great. Okay. Oh, he's going to start with this. We know what happens with expectations. Don't. No, I know. I don't want to do a Carlton versus North Melbourne. So, uh, or Gold versus Coast anybody. or Hawthorne. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> or Sydney. I, I don't want to get anyone's hopes up. But, um, yeah, this Sunday will be a, it'll be a pivotal game. So is this a, this is a whole new crop? This is a whole – there's a fresh – New batch of faces for no, you? No, no, they're exactly the same kids. Basically, we've been playing with about 13 or 14 under-11s plus three under-12s. So where are you going to get these extra 11s from? So the under-10s are looking – a few of them are looking to play an extra game up. But get the guns. Can, get the can, gun under-10s. <laughs> we can play with 16 aside. Could Sean um, play? Fuck, I'd dominate. If you had a shave, <laughs> if you had a shave, you'd probably fit in. I would dominate. <laughs> I reckon you'd run out of puff. Yeah, but my, I'd be Corey McKernan style. The first forty minutes would set the team up, and I, I could just—I could have a rest for an hour. I reckon you'd be Lance Whitnell in his Lalo Bloods days. Oh, parked in the goal. Bear square. in mind, we're talking about me playing under 11s football <laughs> for a second here. I would—I would be disappointed if Tim didn't put me in the thick of it, in the guts, from the get-go. I could probably take a couple of ruck situations, and then just dominate. And then I'd—I yeah, absolutely would run out of puff. But what, what, what would you run with? Would you would you just stick the ball under an arm and just give the stick out the big arm bar? I think Dusty initially, I think initially, I would take it upon myself to get us over the line. But then once we got a bit of a gap, I'd bring my teammates into the play. Just say, kick it in the air, and then <laughs> and then, like I said, when I'm when I'm out of steam, just put me in the goal square, <laughs> in the and cage, I'll, and I'll I'll just yeah, I'll just beat beat kids with my raw athleticism and height and height. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a story that'd be Absolutely I offered my services to Tim as a runner Yep Fucking going to be playing Well no well, you didn't You were, did were almost going You were going to, to actually going No you were going to. to Then you rescinded the application I think it was out of fear of rejection Yeah Got a new feature this week Fab You're going to like this Hopefully it plays Whenever I feel like the discussion is waning And we need to move on This is one such moment I am going to play this <laughs> so that is the signal to move on to a new topic. So anything that you don't want to discuss, no, no, I'll give us, out. I'll give us airtime because we all have the availability to play sound bites. I, no, I get that, but we we want to make this episode no longer than fifty minutes. Okay, I took well, the entertainment on. chat off pod That's to great. save us twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. So just, just whistle yourself. All right, I've had enough of you. What are we moving on? We're going to move on to AFL proper. Um, and uh, I'm not going to talk about. Are uh, you talking shit? We are. We are going to talk. Yeah, about no, no, no. You, you can. No, you can talk about Carlton. I'm not. The shit show. I've been attacked by you two all week for being a You've realist. You've been attacked by not just Timbo and I, but by most Carlton supporters online. There was one in particular who needs to have a comprehension reading test. No, well, there's that who look. I don't know how they could have misconstrued. That tweet has been what negative isn't, against What Patty isn't Cruz. misconstrued is that you chucked the absolute sads. Now, we were, I was shitty. I was at the game. I came across and I saw you. We're moving on already, Timbo. <laughs> now the teams are in. Oh, it's, it's, an, unrelated, it's an unrelated message tone. Um, it's very ironic. <laughs> and for all those who follow us on Twitter, um, at the Ian Prender. I had this problem on my, my entertainment thing before. I was like, which way is it? It's the Ian Prender underscore cast. Sean tweets live during games, and Sean does 90% of the tweeting. You were meant to. And refuses, Timbo, weigh in, refuses to sign off. Sign off. You were meant in to take it In which we have over. asked you I gave repeatedly. You. So I gave if you it's a sign off with an FG or a TD, TD 
Otherwise, it's Sean. Now, you... Look, everyone's allowed to display their emotions differently. Now, you cracked the shits and threw the baby out with the bathwater over one performance. Now, we'll dissect the performance, but you did lose it a bit. (laughs) Now, you said... I'm not talking about Carlton. I told you this. We had lunch lunch the other day. Yes. And I told you I'm not talking about Carlton. You two can talk about Carlton. I've had enough. So you dropped bombs online and now you want to walk away from your comments. No, no, I stand by my comments. I just don't feel the need to make them again. So your comments are, can I surmise? Talk amongst yourselves. That we're shit. I'm not involved. We'll always be shit. And what's what's the other term you used? We're cooked. Yeah, Okay. You you wear your heart on your sleeve, and we love that about you. But you've got to understand that you did throw the baby out with the bathwater on Sunday. I was Sunday. only saying what everyone was thinking. No, well, can, we can talk we, about we, the we, performance, we, Fab, because we, I'm not talking about the performance. Carbon. Was dog shit. Was absolutely dog shit. And look, coming at it from a slightly different view, when Brisbane played Essendon at the MCG, and MC uh, and, and Essendon jumped out of the blocks, and Brisbane were pathetic for a quarter and a half, and found themselves. 50 points down. I mean, they worked a little bit later. They got back into the game. But in the end, it was still like a six-goal, seven-goal win. Like... This is worse. Oh, look, it was worse. But I'm saying, is it it that far different? Yes. This was... Everything was just... It was Look, it, it was in, it was indefendable. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, it was indefendable. But it, to my Yet mind... here we are. No, no, but, but to my mind, we were so... It was so out of character and context for our effort for the first six games. I'm of the breaking it my has to be an outlier. I'm breaking my cone of silence. I'm breaking it now. And I'm I know smashing what, I know, I know what, you, I know what you're going to say. It's not. It's totally in keeping with our season today. We have played 40 minutes of putrid football in each every game of the we seven, played bar one, bar the Brisbane Lions yeah. game. It the just Western so Bulldogs happened. Game. Sorry, uh, Western Bulldogs. It just so happened that on Sunday it was the first forty minutes, and it actually went longer than that. We played the first forty odd minutes against Richmond was awful. Um, Port we sort of went missing just before half time ish. After half time, yep. uh, Sydney we went missing late in the M- game. Much of the game. Really. Gold Coast we went missing for the last forty odd minutes. Um, yep. Bulldogs was was uh, like four quarter ish performance. Um, Hawthorne we went missing. For the last forty odd minutes of the game, minus yep. the, the last two, yep. and then um, North Melbourne, we were gone for an hour. Yeah, it now, was absolutely putrid, yep. putrid, and we've, it's totally in keeping. Yeah, I understand. It's not in keeping, but I can understand where you're saying that. I'm back to silent. It was <laughs> the writing was on the wall as far as we could produce this. Now, what we've managed to do is snap out of it or rectify bad situations, which we didn't on the weekend. Yep. But in all those other weeks, we the effort was better. Even when we switched off, there was better effort. This week was absolutely putrid. I've got a question for you. I'm back in the conversation. <laughs> I've got a question for you. He can't help himself. It's like he's on a seesaw. Do... By himself. <laughs> do, do, Fat kids don't he's, seesaw. <laughs> he's plonked to the bottom, then run around to the other side. And Do teams... Do, do, is there a, Would there be another team in the AFL... That respects Carlton. No, not a one. No, not a no, one. No, no. My question to the playing group would be at halftime this week in the pre-match would be how does it make you feel that other teams prepare to play us and they don't respect yeah. you? Yeah. Now look, 
Hawthorne. Do you know what the most Hawthorne. alarming thing out of it was? And and you've probably heard some of the interviews during the week. Yep. And and I think Andy Marr actually said this on pod as well. A lot of it was there was complacency. They just yeah. thought it was going to happen. Mm. How when you've won four games in thirty nine? Yeah. It's, Are you complacent? You I think been. I think an element has been from the outside looking in at least. It's been able. It's been cultivated by an unearned positivity. Yeah, and look to a to yeah, an extent. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think you're going saying. better than you are. I, like I hear what you're five. saying. An unearned positivity in that you don't have the wins to back up no. your performance, but obviously people were feeling happy with themselves to think we're we're now competitive. We're now part of the conversation. We're we're in it. Well, I, I think this week was probably your reality check to to be able to say. Guys, you might be on the right right tramp, but you ain't winning. What am I? You got to do more. Probably my biggest worry, just at the moment, is: do we have any winners? In what sense? Personality, mentality. Daisy Thomas, because he is a winner. He was an important part of a very, very good team. Yep. And you look at him; he's the sort of guy. He looks so annoyed. He looks so frustrated. Yeah. Because he sits there and goes. And give him a pat on the back and the club a pat on the back. He's probably sitting there going, we're actually not that far away. But arguably the biggest hurdle we've got to now overcome is a mental one. Totally. But that's what I said last week. We just go to water when there's a, a scary of expectation that Blues might win this week. Yeah. And if I, for the last couple of years at least, if we are 50-50 in the minds of the football public, the bet, the pundits, whatever, and there's a sense of Blues are a chance... Where I think be it smashed, yeah. And there's a way, have, there's I a have, way to lose, and there's a way to lose. Like even GWS, even when GWS are at their lowest, their new team, whatever, they had a bit of spunk about them. The kids had a bit of strut, even when they were getting smashed. And that, and that's what Sheedy really tried to push yeah, into them but, as well. But they so. do, they do bits and pieces. And like I remember when we beat them a couple of times, very early on, by you know as everyone was doing by fifteen goals, whatever. But they. In isolation, they would play the best passages or play of the day. Yeah. They just couldn't do it Often fifteen enough, times. Yeah. They could do it once or twice, and you just went, "Geez, that's really good." And the players themselves were like, "Yeah, that is good. Yeah, we'll get there." But our guys, like, I got an, I got an example. I've got a guy like Paddy Dow. Love Paddy Dow. We have created fans, and some of the media to a lesser degree, have created an, an atmosphere for Paddy Dow. And imagine how he feels, a nineteen-year-old kid. Every time he gets his hands on the footy... He'd be nervous. How fucking nervous would he be? Yeah. Every time. Because he didn't hit fucking Mitch McGovern on a lead once. Like, he's the only player in the history of AFL football yep. to miss hit a pass to some guy on the lead. And all of a sudden, it's, oh, he's not a good kick. You're like, can't kick the footy. So now he's got in his fucking head that every time I get the footy, oh, shit, I've got to hit a target, I've got to hit a target, I've got to hit a target. But that's... Like, it's just... I feel for the guy. That's coaching. No, I agree completely. That's coaching. Because yeah. it's and coaching, I'm, and I'm it's not mentoring, saying, it's teammates, when I say coaching, it's support. I'm lumping them all into the yeah, 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 into the yeah. one category. And I said this on pod well, all year. Fact, I, don't fact, I don't know. It's head coaching. I, I think it's probably his line coach or mm. who he, whoever his individual mentor mm. is, which wouldn't be Brendan Bolton, who would probably be um, tasked with the responsibility of of grooming him emotionally. Yeah, I think the biggest issue surrounding coaching at the moment is I think they're pretty they're all pretty steadfast on the way forward this is how we want to play when we are going to be good this is the future midfield this is the future defence and we play 
the structure and the personnel for what we want to be. The Bolts and the team have to, at one stage or another, when you're in games, go, we have a chance to win this, or we're in it. Let's try and win it. Yep. And that might not be SPS and Paddy Dow in the guts. Yep. It might be Murph and Ed Kerno. I know we're trying to phase them out, and I know we're trying to get Ed to play a totally different role, which he cannot play. I agree with right? that. I could have kicked kick, four goals against Sydney. I was going to say, kick four against Sydney. but right? yeah. Take that away. And they were all non-Ed-like goals. Dribble no, kicks from the boundary. Not fluky. Give him the credit that he deserved, but they're just... But he's not you're gonna not going to play them every week. You're he, not gonna, he's not got any on. bets. He's not going to kick them every week. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not replicable. That's that that's where I think <laughs> replicatable. <laughs> Try again. I don't know. That's where I think we need to, and the coaches need to batten down and go. When we're in a winnable position, let's win. Yeah. Let's drive it home. That winning is important. It's very important. Well, look at a, if you can, you should. Well, look at a guy like... Name any other young prospect in the league. And I, I like... Darcy Parrish. Darcy Parrish. How many times... How many centre bounces does Darcy Parrish take? Well, now that he's in his fourth year, a few more than he has. A few had more than he has. Before. And I, I've got no issue with, as Fabian saying, developing players to be able to perform that role later on down the line. Not a problem in the world. And hopefully the work that we put into them, whilst it's not bearing fruit at the moment, will hopefully put us in a position to to be better and reap the rewards later. But like Fabian said, if we're in with, if we've got a sniff at winning a game, that's more important. you kind of got to be all in. That's more important than giving cut, developing Carlton midfielder A an extra three centre bounces yeah. Yeah. in a no, game. I think that's right. And I've probably said before on pod... But I'd say that also at selection table. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. If there's one or two selections that may not be in the best interest of the future, I don't care. Play someone with a bit more experience if there's you a, need there's to. There's a big, there's a ma- like. I know, oh, no, no, we're, we're we're bereft of. of no, experience. but I, but I mean, there's a massive for me anyway. What did I? I said it to you at the Essendon game. We got a we got there's an albatross around our necks at the moment, and it breaks my heart to say it. That is Murph. He's, he's, he hasn't had a good. It's concerning. Good yeah. Like it, it's it's. Eight, seven rounds in, what his output has been. May, look, maybe his foot or his ankle's still it's, stuffed. Yeah, it's it's unmurf like and I don't want to be potting him because, like you said, it could be something else, but it's it's glaringly obvious it's, that it's he is off the pace. By a time. lot. Yeah. He, he's, not, he, he's comfortable, isn't he? He's comfortable. But why is he comfortable? And we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's not right. Yep. Maybe he's not going in and pulling out of challenges because... You, but you contrast him with a guy like you, you told me... Because he's been a bloke who's always put his head over the... Yeah, been knocked yeah, out to his many, detriment. Yeah. Can, and, and look, I only, I only watched the Blues game last night. The free kick... He was coding his own game. He was going through... Yeah, it was, it was horrid. The free kick that was paid against him... That, like, a decent umpire says, Zeebo, get up, you dickhead. Probably, like that, does, that was, probably doesn't call him a dickhead. Well, it was a flat-out flop. Yeah, and, flop. and he got sucked in by it. But, and, he, and but you're also saying... As they ran to the boundary line, Zeebel's got a hold of Murph holding him back from the contest. If he wanted to pay a free kick, then he could have. He didn't. Murph in frustration. Zeebel knows exactly what's coming. He plays up to it. Flops. Umpire falls for it. And you're going, really? And... Like, Murphy has to be more professional than that and can't let instances like that get to him, but it did. And but you could um, also say... It's good umpiring to, on an insignificant, yeah, early in, in the in, game, in, you know, yeah. in the, on the back flank, pay a free kick to say, guys, no stupid crap, because I'm just gonna, yeah, pay a free kick as well. So look, it was, 
I want to, um, and just just on that point before we clear, you know, move on to something else Carlton related. Um, you told me a story where you were seeing a couple of days over from me. Can can we just like once again as a fan base? Daisy Thomas has given it everything. Yeah, he's having a crack I turned in around here. to the bloke behind me. And like it's, just, it's actually every time embarrassing. Daisy would turn it over or make a slight error, I'd just turn around and said, mate, he's the only bloke out there giving a, not 100, 110%. And, and given that Newman was out yeah. and Simpson was out and we were bereft of leadership on our back line, his role was the amount of three, flack. ten times more and important. Cu- and split his head open. The, yeah, the yeah. amount of flack he's continued yeah. to cop. He had that rocky start earlier. He's, look, he's been fine. He's had a great season. Do you know whose fault the rocky start was? The Carlton Football Club. Recruiting a bloke who the Collingwood medical team would tell you was shot. He was. His ankle was absolutely stuffed. Yeah. Did he but, do it against us? Oh, yeah, he did. In the goal square, the ball was on the ground. He kicked it as hard as he could out of defence. He defense. kicked someone's foot. He than kicked kick. into somebody's leg. leg. And as they said, the syndesmosis injury is when the um, the two bones, it's the it's the ligament that joins the two mm. lower leg bones together. So um, and he basically was never never the same again since. But, but, he, but he's year, gotten back to it. Last, last sort of 18-odd months, probably even longer than that, he's been serviceable. Oh, and, and then some. I mean, serviceable like, is probably spot on. Is and well and truly... Uh, under recognising, and that's it. And I just get he's still not an eight hundred thousand dollar player, which he's is not what anymore. we played him to be. Yeah, but he's not now. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it was still an error to be able to take him when we took him, and how much we paid him. And some would say the collateral damage in losing him. Yeah. Oh, sorry. In in taking him was losing Eddie, but um, but we still had t- too too many small forwards, and God forbid we had one of them now, it'd be lovely. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. but that was where we were at at the time. And we needed a good midfielder. Now, at the time, it made sense. The player that we have now, at his age, his ability and the role that he plays, is perfect. You know what you need, though? Also, and I mentioned it earlier, Daisy's still got a bit of spunk about him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's still, as a, as a character... The flamboyance but he's still got a bit of he's still got a bit of strut about him. And you sit there and go, it's not like what it was when he was 22. Yeah. But we had a dearth of extroverted players. Yeah. And he's he was competitive too. Yeah. That, that, that's the thing that I like about him is he, he he doesn't like losing. He takes it personally and he goes and tries harder again and he likes to outdo the players, opposition players around him. The issue I had with Daisy, and not him personally, but the situation in recruiting him, is he was brought across to help Mick implement Mick's system, Mick's yeah, way of playing. probably was, yeah. Same way Ross brought across, of all people... Zach. Zach. Yeah, you're right. Now, Zach cost... Nothing. Minimum chips and a box of elastoplast. Daisy was costing us seven hundred grand a year, and that's yeah. where I think supporters have still got that in the back of their mind. But that's not his fault. No, no, no that's right. Not at all. Um, and his, he, his football warranted it. His body didn't. Hmm. But the fact that Collingwood were prepared to let him go, well, they knew says, his ankle was says something. Yeah, <laughs> the whistle's coming. Yep. No. Oh, can we just say the ins and outs? We're going to do that now. Oh, sorry. And one more thing. We're going to go over the team. Shout out to Pete Laser. But seriously. And Emily Angwin at halftime telling us to give him a round of applause. Got to read the room, Emily. Oh, I wouldn't show ob- Oblivious <laughs> Camp, Pull Bongo, Bongo Camp, <laughs> and have Pete Laser tell us about the what it was the sack race or whatever it was going on. So Carlton respects, mate. We won't take it. Oh, just look. Just yeah, you're right. As read read need, the room. We read needed, the room. As if Carlton needs to say we're against women getting bashed up, just quietly. It's not like if we weren't doing anything, everyone would assume. We're about that. Yeah. Let's move on. But we're going to wear orange socks in a couple of weeks. Cause uh, by the way, I reckon instead of playing your clip, you should have played me doing the... <laughs> I have to watch a few videos. That's actually... That whistle comes from a specific whistle. 
that you that a rugby league yeah. official buys. That's apparently different to like an AFL whistle, but it's a specific. I had this thought the other day. My, where's, I, where's Fabian going? I had a whistle in the car for my coaching exploits, yeah. and um, yeah, I was thinking the same. I thought the whistle, a rugby league whistle, must be different. It's a dead set. He, the guy in the video mentions it, and apparently yeah. they've got like. This is, it's like bird calls. They've got different styles of whistle. Like, so once you've got your whatever it is whistle, and you whistle differently for different calls, apparently. I wonder what a whistle expert is known as. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we're going to go on to the, this week's round of matches without Fabian because he's literally just got up and left the room. I assume he needs to go to the bathroom. Um, that is an assumption that we'll put to him when he returns. We didn't take his phone, so it wasn't that. So, yeah. No, it wasn't a call or anything. Um, just in terms of the tips, Timmy, uh, you made up a couple of places on me last week because I dropped some, I dropped some clangers. Uh, so Fab's on thirty-seven, I'm on thirty-one. You're on twenty-eight. Woo! So you've closed. I think you might have been five behind me. Um, so I'm three behind you. It's three behind. I'm still you, yeah. nine behind Fab though. Yeah, so it's not still good. got some work to do. Definitely. Um, we kick off tomorrow night, uh, Sydney and Essendon at the SCG. Um, I just don't care about this match at all. It's a little bit like that, isn't it? It's, it's funny how, like, we whenever Carlton's on Friday night, it just ruins everyone's week. Yeah, exactly And I look right. at this and go, I genuinely could not... I might not even watch the match. In fairness, the last couple of years, they've played a couple of crackers. Yeah. And right. had some very good finishes. So they have been a team, or a couple of teams, that have matched up very well against one another. Um, Fabian's I th- back. I think, as we've been saying, Sydney have, have not... Um, leaving again. <laughs> have not uh, really lit it up and they're very much in the rebuild mode at the moment. They're gettable and you would imagine Essendon will get them? I think Essendon need to get them. I think think Essendon win this. Do you think Essendon win this? Yeah, I think they do. I'm locking you in for Essendon. Yep, done. Um, Yeah, so uh, is it Colin or or, or Reardon? Colin or Connor? There's a lot of Connor, Irish Connors. I reckon it's Colin. I think it's Colin. Yeah. O'Reardon comes in, Harry Cunningham is out. He's getting about 40 possessions a week in the knee for which... He isn't Robinson Crusoe as far as that goes because there's been plenty of bloke that's gotten plenty of touches in the NEFL, mm. but um, for a kid from the Irish background and yeah, all that sort of stuff, he's, he, like you usually don't get, you usually get speed and some reasonable kicking skill out of a kid coming out of Ireland. You usually don't get volume because no. they're they're not natural ball winners. They've got the outside run and pace and all that sort of stuff. So he brings something a little bit different, and mm. again, as part of the rebuild, yeah, good luck to him. So they're paying him nothing. It's a little bit like Correct. we've had a few Irish guys like that, and you go, if you get something out of them, good. If you yeah. don't, ah, oh well. Uh, for the Bombers, Fantasia or Fantasia comes in. Myers, Ham, and Clark. Uh, the Bombers lose Bagley, Ridley, Langford, and Danaher is being managed. Yeah. So yeah, still, maybe he's just a bit sore. Still not convincing. Um, yet, Fabian, get yourself to a microphone. He's back. Um, who do you think's winning, Essendon or Sydney? Bombers. <coughs> All right, we won't Bombers, get your, did that come through? Yeah, we won't get your thoughts on the rest of the thing. Um, the Bulldogs play Brisbane up at Ballarat on uh, the early... Mars. Oh, same time as us, weirdly. Yeah, very That's good car park. Is it? Yeah, Mars Stadium. Is it? Your GTA mustn't have anything to do with it. Nothing. <laughs> Shout out to GTA. Um, don't hunt me down, I don't know what you do. Uh, Western Bulldogs suckling in Dixon out Brisbane Harris Andrews in Bailey in Josh Walker out here is looking good these days and uh, Lewis Taylor yeah, yeah. out Louis Taylor Pete won't be happy no he won't be happy loves won't Louis be happy Taylor there. and um, the socks oh well some garden will have another gnome this weekend to oh, uh, do yuck. something in this is a tricky one for me to call I would imagine Brisbane win but Bulldogs looked um, 
Hawthorne were obviously uh, Hawthorne. Richmond were very undermanned last week. So as impressive as a guy like Aaron Norton was, I'm a little bit like, well, their key defensive posts weren't there at all. It's like Sean Peter Budge playing for under the under-12s. Yeah, <laughs> and you're going, well, like, yeah, fantastic, good marking, you, you kicked well, kicked five goals for the night, great. But by the same token, you're going to come up against stiffer opposition than that week to week. Yep. So I didn't get too carried away with you. I think they, they love Norton at the moment, the media. They love him. And I'm a bit like, yeah... Who are you tipping? You know what? I'm going to go the dogs. I don't know. I don't know why. Tim, cold, wet, windy, outdoors. That might be not it. Brisbane weather. Uh, trying to bed down their own fan base up there. I reckon the dogs want to win it. I've got dogs as well. They're going to get on the bus as well. Big commute for the. Big Lions. cold for Harris Andrews. Hamstrings. It's weird that they're starting the game. It's one forty-five. That should be one o'clock. Because if it gets dark, dark, it, which it has, it'll get dark. Yeah, they'll be playing with the car light, like the headlamps. Yeah, they will. <laughs> um, we play Collingwood in the next uh, next game up. Uh, Cruiser, Setterfield, and McGovern all back. Uh, Lockie O'Brien makes way, as does Phillips and Jones, listed here with concussion. I wouldn't be, to be honest with you, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jones does come in, possibly. No, you don't risk a bike after that. Oh no, no, I'm not, I think I just wouldn't. I just if they. Assessed him on the morning sort of thing I'd be like oh, yeah. But but I reckon You see in some matches A bloke cops a head knock He's a bit spacey They put him on the bench They check him out Usually he gets up the next week Nate Fife got a really bad one At the start of the year He missed Jones is obviously a bad one He missed And there was somebody else Who had a really really bad concussion Earlier this year as For well us. And he missed as well Oh no no Just in general Yeah uh, in general I'm not sure. It escapes me. It'll come to the, me later the, on. The as one to thing I don't, I don't ever necessarily have an issue with Lockie O'Brien being omitted, but the one thing I will say is um, he did something last week that we haven't had a lot of players be able to do for a long time. Got the ball, ran to fifty, and put it through on the run. Yep. And I just went, look, but you've had a couple of down weeks. Unfortunately, I think you will be the one to make way, not be scapegoated as such, but. At least that's a good little sign. Yep. You ran to 50 and you finished like a professional footballer should. We haven't had a lot of guys do that. Hopefully he goes back to the twos and just dominates. He's yeah. run, he's, it's just his size at the moment. Mm. All the other stuff's pretty good. Yeah. He just needs to get a bit bigger. And unfortunately when you've got guys like... You know, Dow's getting more solid, but um, you've got obviously Walsh, Samo... And those boys sort of running around in the middle. They go, they're pretty lean. Fisher, obviously, is the other one. Yeah. You sit there and go, well, size... You know, fatigue becomes an issue. Are we too big? Um, yeah, probably. Levi's still in the side. Now, Mitch McGovern comes back in. Matt Kennedy still hasn't been given a gig? Not yet. Yeah, I think the worry is we might be a bit, a bit slow. slow. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what the thing is? You sit there and you go, would you rather have Matt Kennedy in the thick of it type thing hmm. and Dow's on the outside well, if Kennedy's in. not running away from him. You know, no, hurry. I agree. But like, Was Levi Casbolt horrendous as a key defender last week when Jones went off? Um, it wasn't really, to be honest with you, there wasn't really much yet to do in a one-on-one sense. Yeah. Like, Wiedering, Wiedering went on to um, Brown and was all right. Yeah. But in terms of, I mean... Well, I think with that team, Levi given, did do that, given that Jones goal. comes out and you bring in Cruiser... What do we say? Cruiser, Setterfield and McGovern. You're either playing McGovern back or you're playing Levi back. So one of those extra tools has to play in defence. It's a big day for Cruiser, by the way. 
I thought there was a big opportunity for Hugh Goddard. Hugh Goddard. I'd rather see Hugh Goddard than play Levi. The couple of times I've seen him play, particularly the Collingwood game we went out to, he was good. Yeah. They've been saying he's been playing well. I, I, I thought I thought given that their preparedness to, um, to bring in um, both Stocker and Williamson, I would have thought, well, they'll probably bring in Goddard. But then maybe... Maybe part of the review of the week is we just were especially young. Yeah, yeah. We we went in with a really really young side a couple of years ago when we went to Port Adelaide and they beat us by ninety on a Friday night. It was a Friday night game. We got absolutely slaughtered and, and they just said we went in too young. They debuted Cam Pulse and he wasn't ready and got slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> and We've um, talked enough about the Blues. Yeah, okay. And, Tips. Um, Finish your point. Oh, oh, I agree with Collingwood. You. Collingwood. You said you said Fabian that you would tip the Blues. Who are you tipping, Sean? Collingwood. Who are you tipping, Fabian? Blues. You're tipping the Blues? Seven points. No Beams, no Adams. Is gives, gives us a shot. By seven, get up and about. Nothing would please me more than for you to be right. Oh, tell me about it. That the fact well, that he's yeah, nine okay. in front and he's a, of me anyway. Yeah, six, he's got a bit of leg he's a little <laughs> bit of leg room there. We are gonna win by seven points. I'll take that. That would be one of the that would be one of the bigger turn ups in football history. That would be right up there with round three. Get along, blue baggers. Sit back and enjoy. When Dad and I walk into the ground and we hear the news. Must have been before we got out of the car because I didn't have a radio. But we hear the news uh, as we get out of the car. Uh, no late changes for the bombers. Silvani, Kudafidis, and Bradley out for Carlton, and we all went for oh, yes. We ended up winning, having a fucking ripple Simon win. Fletcher took a mark late and might have even kicked. He did something very late anyway. And I think uh, Sam Cranage might have even played that game too. I just thought Hickmott was unbelievable. Yeah. One of my favourites. Did you have his head split open? Yes. Um, <laughs> played better with made, the last made, place. Made Dean Solomon look second rate. And um, Matty Lappin, one of my favourites, kicked a few goals. Um, that's, that's it for that one Obviously as you mentioned um, Timbo Wills and Maine Come in for Adams And uh, Beams So that's a bit of a handy Omission for us really Absolutely um, Gold Coast and Melbourne At Metricon Stadium Is the mid-afternoon game um, Hanley Weller Lemons Lukosius Or in So obviously Did Lukosius He just got a rest Did he last week uh, I think he might have been dropped But he probably There would have been An element of that just too But he, he really hadn't been Registering a blip just, on the I reckon, radar I reckon you just go with like, yeah, You just go with him And just Like at this stage For the Suns Just Like He's played every game bar one, but it's like just do what we should have done with Harry. He just plays every week. He's fit. Yeah. If he's a bit sore, he rests. Um, uh, Joyce Hall and Smith, Fiorini and Young are out. Uh, the Demons, Fiorini is he injured? Knee. It says here. Okay. Um, Viney in for Neil Bullen for Melbourne. I reckon surely Melbourne. They look. They had a good win last week. Surely they 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 do the business here. Yeah. Well, they had I've, a win last week. I I've changed they had it. A good win, but. I've changed my tip on the back of Fiorini being out. It's a big so call. D's. Yeah, D's. D's win that one. Interesting. Interesting indeed. I don't want to get into Jack Viney. Is Jack Viney... Is he just a, like a good player that no, the media he, get a bit he, carried no, away he, with? He provides, he provides solid effort. I totally, just totally agree. Sorry, totally agree. And he, he leads by example as far as get behind me. I'll put my head over the football. Yeah, when it comes to skill... Execution. He's not always, you know, top of the yeah. class. But I'd like to have him. Yeah, I'd rather have him. Than Moving not. on. West Coast uh, and St Kilda. This one's at Marvel. Sorry, St Kilda and West Coast. Uh, Brown, Dunstan, and Phillips in for Joyce Marsh Clark. West Coast. Welcome back, Waterman for Chris Marston, who looks as though he's been omitted. Um, I reckon. I reckon at Marvel, Saints get this done. 
Eagles. Against the Eagles? I reckon the Eagles are flattering to deceive just at the moment. They certainly weren't as clinical as you would have expected them to be last week against the Travelling Suns. And in fact, you could say they coasted, so to speak, pretty much the second half. Coasted. Yeah. I like what you just did there. But <laughs> I just, yeah, there's something about them where I, I just reckon they're gettable. Like, and the Saints have got a little tiny bit of pluck about them. They will run out of steam, but at round eight, I think there's still enough in the tank for them to get the job done. And I think they will. Eagles for me. Yeah, I, I think your summary was sensational, Sean. But I just don't agree with it. I reckon round eight is the point where um, when you're reigning Premier and you're playing against a bottom four side who have started well and have looked good and will be competitive, I just think West Coast find a way to win that game. So, Well, potentially, Eagles. it's one of the options as a result. Um, moving on to the Saturday night Port Adelaide-Adelaide showdown, whatever number we're up to. 16, I think. Um, a bit more than 16. That's a podcast. Two a year. That's an episode gag, Fab. Oh. Really? Obviously not a good one. Uh, it looks as though, for me, you know, um, Port they look a little bit depleted, unfortunately. They lose uh, Ollie Wines, Ebert, and Butters. Butters looks like he's been rested. But, I mean, Bonner. Uh, yeah, Bonner, okay. But you look at the ins and you go, well, Broadbent's back, which is a good story for them. Motlop's back. You're not really quite sure what you're going to get from him. Um, Gibbs is listed as an out with a back complaint. He's just not an Adelaide person, is he? And they're, they're going to scapegoat him and... He's just not a crow. They've wanted him for 15 years. Yeah. They finally got him and they're just... He's just not one of them. You can come back if you want. They've, fa- they've fallen out of love with him. They have. Uh, who do we think's winning this one? I have got the Crows. I've got the Crows as well. I've got uh, Port Power. Oh, typical. <laughs> what a surprise. What a surprise. Sunday, North Melbourne play Geelong at Marvel Stadium. Uh, our Conquerors, um, look, they, they played with a bit of pluck last week and they uh, bullied the shit out of us, basically. They did. Yep. They, did. they delighted in out. It wasn't good to watch. Physicalised. And I hope every one of those North Melbourne Muppets turns up again this week when it's their home game. And goes home in tears. It was a ripper crowd. by 100 plus. It was a 42,000. Yeah. No, we turned up. Fuck. Well, Bit we, of the players we, we, we turned up. So to speak. Um, yeah. Geelong for you as well, Timbo? Uh, Geelong. Oh, I got the Cats as well. Hawthorne v GWS. The big story, arguably, selection of the round is at Hawthorne where they have dropped Jared Roughhead. And he's Wingard injured, is he? Wingard's listed as a hamstring. Uh, so Frawley, Scrimshaw, Cousins, Glass, Segler and Morrison are all into the extended squad. Um, whereas great, uh, GWS have got a couple of okay ins. Davis, Kelly. Tim Davis? Yeah. Timbo. Um, uh, Mumford's out, though, it says. Is that injured? Yeah, it says knee. That's a, it's a, that's a loss. But then again, I mean, look, Hawthorne's ruck stocks aren't. Once, if they can get past uh, Big Boy, who Cruiser was until he broke down with whatever the fuck he had, um, <laughs> I reckon GWS do this one pretty comfortably. Hundred plus, wow, G- Giants! Yeah, Giants will win. Um, have a have a look at one of their new young ruckmen, Matthew Flynn. Um, Glad you know what he's doing. He's listed here as an in, but it doesn't say what he is. Yeah, he's a, a ruckman. human so, male. So he human was player. a um, he was an academy kid. And he's Another pretty tall, he's maybe 203 or something like that. I believe he's been drafted out of Narandera, as from what I remember. Uh, but anyway, he is. Uh, they've got Dawson Simpson is named as well, so I don't know whether they're going in with two or with a... F- I mean, they still have an, um, a list of... Um, I don't think they can play the young guy one out. Well, I don't think they can either. So they've named Simpson in the ruck, but I think it's a good opportunity to be able to just expose him 
they've got Lockie Keefe there as well. So Lockie Keefe would probably be a backup ruckman if he plays. But I'd like to see the kid get a gig. And given that that's their one weakness in their whole team, the fact they brought uh, Mumford back was because they just didn't have a genuine recognised ruckman. You couldn't go into a final series and say, I think Dawson Simpson can win us a premiership. And I reckon the future is is going to be on the back of this kid Flynn. So I'm just... Yeah, it's always good to see someone make a debut. to see how he's going to go. And then lastly, Fremantle host Richmond at uh, Optus Stadium Sunday afternoon. Um, Brett Bewley's good story comes in. Like his debut from uh, Williamstown, a very solid player at VFL level for a number of years. Uh, whereas Richmond, they welcome back uh, Asprey, Dan Butler, and a couple of sort of uh, lesser lights, I suppose. But uh, Vlostin's out, Rioli's out. So I did, I did have to laugh when I saw um, Dimmer post-match say... Uh, Paraphrasing, you just want a bit of luck. I went, fucking Jesus Christ, mate. You didn't have an injury for two years. Yep. I think, it's, uh, I think it's the Tigers. I've got Tigers. You need to, catch, you need to make up some ground, Sean. Put, Fremantle for me. Slap the Jats. I did. Fremantle. On the table. Timbo? Fremantle. I think it's at home. Are we pulling away? I'll have, I'll have a double digit lead on you. By the end of this round, if, yeah, well, the blue boys getting up. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on now. Thing is, we'll win. He'll still give me no credit. Well, you've <laughs> had it's like nothing. when I said we win by fifty. You've had no. We haven't won. We've won three out you've of had no thirty-six the at the time, and I was off by a goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough of you. We're going to move on to um, the story in world sport, especially the last couple of days. Yep. What's going on in the Champions League, Fab? Um, nothing good. No, it isn't any good, is it? Whilst it's not good, it's phenomenal all at the same time. Um, oh, well, this morning didn't bother me at all. Oh, this morning was... F- uh, no, it, it didn't bother me. I wasn't fussed who won out of Ajax. I, I preferred Ajax to go on, Ajax to go on, on and to go on and win the whole thing. Um, just being the... I want to say the smallest. It's because the trophy gets. It's the underdog. No, but it's because, like in the AFL, when an interstate team wins, the trophy just gets taken out of Victoria. Mm. You just don't have to worry about it. You don't have to see it. You just go whatever. So the banter on, on, you know, on the group text and stuff would be a bit easier. But um, no, well, two mornings ago, Liverpool facing a thrill three nil deficit from the first leg have absolutely taken Barcelona to the cleaners with a four nil win. At Anfield. Worst of all, who who did it? Uh, Divock. Jesus. Origi had two, and Gigi won Aldum. That'll haunt Barcelona for a very, very long time. Um, it was a, 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 just a disgusting performance. And, and you think about it at half time. It was a great comeback, but it, it was all, it was completed too too early. But, yeah, but you sit there and you go, at half time, Barcelona are still two goals up in the tie. I said. And you sit there going, well, Barca are probably not really worrying because Liverpool were always going to score at home. They got the early goal. You sort of watch it going, yeah, right. But they just went to water. I think I said this on pod. We expected, okay, Liverpool are going to score. They could even score four. I thought Barca would score. But Barca would score. Yeah. When you have to come out that much. If I was Barcelona and you sit about reflect it, my attitude is always you got the 3-0 lead and you know Liverpool are going to score. It's the classic... um, what does David King say? Don't get beaten by what you know. So Barcelona surely would know going into Anfield, they're going to score and the crowd's going to be up for it. Yep. So my attitude would be, let's give them hell in the first 10 minutes. Yep. And if we score, it's over. 
and it's silent. Yeah, if we score, it's done. Remember what we did? Like, it's, I understand it is different. It's a bit more scaled down. But we beat uh, United beat Arsenal in the semi-final first league one 0 at home. It was a really cagey tight game. Yep. And then scored pretty late. John O'Shea. John O'Shea. And then part oh Fletcher. No, it's John O. Yeah, John um, Fletcher gets sent off in the second well, league. That's only he couldn't score in the first league. It's a header though. John O'Shea's. Yeah. It's close range. It's all I remember. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we go to um, we go to the Emirates, and it's over in half an hour. Yep. It's over. Mind you, who was Layman wasn't keeping then. It was that no, was Almunia. Yes, it was. Almunia. But Park scores because of um, Kieran Gibbs slips and Park yep. takes full toll, and then Ronaldo scores one of the best free kicks you'll ever see. Great free kick, great power. It's moving, mate. It's gone through the keeper's hands. But it's moving. Anyway, through his hands. Anyway, I don't, I don't know if that was the plan. The third but goal's the, the best of that the game. Third by goal's the third goal's best, but oh the game's Lord. over. And you can see it, the crowd's up for it. You're at, the, you're at the Emirates and it's silent. And it's the, it's over, the air's yeah. been taken out. And I just think if, if they had their time again, surely Valverde doesn't survive. But if they had their time again, you'd sit there and go, we can afford to cop a goal. Yep. Because if we score, even if it's 1 1, it's done. Yeah. And they didn't. And um, look, full credit to, I mean, Trent Alexander Arnold, that'll be talked about forever. Unbelievable. You know the you just, best. You just can't switch off. You know the best yeah. thing about that goal is and there was nothing dirty about that, no, was there? Even no, no. He even take, he, he's, he's within his rights. You could take a corner at any time. Of the even Divock Origi was a bit like he didn't know what was happening. Mm. The ball was coming. He's, he's his feet. Do yeah. like, just, but, but it just he just, he just wandered forward because a whole bunch of space. Yeah. He's like, I got to stand here. He was probably going to stand in front of the keeper. Yeah. Probably his role at the corner, yeah. stand in front of the yeah. keeper. And Alexander Arnold's gone. Oh, wait a minute! I'll pass it to this is great chance, and it's actually a very good finish because it gets to him on the bounce. He kind of hooks yeah. it in. But look, fair play to Liverpool. Unbelievable. Um, and you know the thing that kills me? Like I said, the Spurs result doesn't really bother me. I don't have any issue with Spurs. But the thing that kills me is everyone, and this hopefully is a wake-up call to Ed Woodward and the guys at Man United, everyone else in the top six is up to their neck in some sort of feel-good story. Everyone. Yep. City, you would imagine, will clinch the Premier League. Obviously, it's on their They'd racket. They'd prefer, I reckon, to win the Champions League and forego the Premiership. Potentially, but, but it's on their yeah, racket. Liverpool the opposite. Yeah, I reckon yeah, Liverpool, I reckon if, right. if they could do a deal and say, we'll swap. Yeah, yeah but it's on their racket. Um, having said that, I think that Liverpool will be... The, for some reason, I think that the emotion that they got out of winning yesterday will affect City. As ridiculous as that sounds, it could weigh on City's... So City are away Brighton. to Brighton. The it sounds ridiculous, but there's a yeah, sense no of the pressure's did. on them. The pressure's on them. They've got to close they'll, they'll it down. They'll, they'll score early. They'll score seven past Yeah, them. they'll score early and then all of a sudden... Well, they'll fucking need to. But um, City got that. Liverpool are in the Champions League <laughs> final, having completed one of the greatest comebacks in the history of the competition. Uh, Spurs are in the Champions League final, having completed one of the greatest comebacks in the history of the competition. Arsenal and Chelsea are in the box seat to make a Europa League final to play off against one another. Yeah. The odd man out is United, who are just sitting there... Playing with, with ...with their cocks in their hand. Doing nothing. <laughs> Mind you, Sean. To for, coin a phrase. For, for, for a decade and a half while we were winning everything. The, the no, others, no, don't the disagree. Others, but, the others were. But don't disagree. But, and I don't for one second buy into that whole. We're also on cock detail. <laughs> I don't for one second buy into that whole, uh, you know, it's 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 what we, des- it's what, what do they say? It's what we deserve. Well, you get what you deserve and we're yeah. no good. Yeah. So it's not a matter of we're Man United, we should be doing this. Like Carlton say that a little bit. You know, we've actually got to earn it. You've got to get better. You've got yeah, to be absolutely. better. And, and the Carlton thing has been we're going to deliberately go backwards to try and go forwards. And this um, is and a, a beautiful yeah. segue. Fab and I have spoken about this already. 
Um, sorry to get off the Champions League stuff, but I'll be, to be honest with you, there's not really much more you can say other than unbelievable well, performances wow. and results. It's just wow. Mm. Yeah. Like, there's almost no oh, method Lucas to Moura was exceptional. That second goal is... Um, is second this, goal is should, this, should have the backdrop of the Benny Hill theme song Is the it. second goal the greatest Tottenham Hotspur goal of all time? It was terrible. What are you talking about? The second goal? When Moura's tiptoeing through all of them. But it was... It no, was, no, no. The second goal was, was the one where the keep... defence. Uh, Llorente should have put it in, and then the keeper goes to and then Mora steps to through dive the whole defence. His... Yeah, it gets to it, but shouldn't have gotten to him. Yeah, you know, he, it was nice by Mora. Mora was exceptional. It was like everybody fell over while he was or, trying to take the shot. I reckon you think of uh, was it uh, Ricky Villa in the FA Cup, yeah. which is a bit overrated for mine. David Bentley's probably got the best. David Bentley, goal. yeah, the volley, yeah, that's a good goal. And then obviously Gaza against Arsenal Tweet in the us. FA Cup. Will's he? Yeah, our Spurs fans, shout out to Spurs fans, is Lucas Moura's... Mickey P, Mickey P? Yeah, Mickey P, is Lucas Moura's second goal the greatest goal in Tottenham Hotspur history? We'll put it out there. Yeah. I'll tweet it. You can do a... a, Surely Kane's kicked up better. Do a poll. Kane's best goal for Tottenham is the one that he didn't score and they awarded to him. Yeah, that's true. That's disgusting. But yeah, as I said, sorry, don't want to give it short shrift, but it's like, it's just one of those things where you sit there and you can't really say anything other than it was extraordinary. Yeah. For the story, what it was. They've won it on the last kick, which is two seconds past the full allotted five minutes. Phenomenal. How how Ajax have let that go. There's a bit of randomness to the the last goal. There's a, a lot of randomness. Long ball up. It's knotted on. It's flicked on. But Lloris has kept him in it. Yeah. Just, just, just on for a neutral, very good game. Just on, um, just on goalkeepers on the race. Yes, you look at it and go. Last year, what was the difference between Liverpool winning the European Cup and not? Carriers. Carriers. Yeah. This year, what's the difference between Liverpool being in the final and not? Alison. Alison Becker. Becker, especially in the first half. Yep. And that's a beautiful segue to what I'm going to say now. Liverpool and Klopp identified our goalkeepers not up to snuff at this level. And they've gone out and replaced him. He's not up to stuff at any level. With a better goalkeeper. United go to relegated Huddersfield, one of the worst teams in the history of the English Premier League, and are disgusting. Every single player on Manchester United's squad is up for sale. Make us an offer. And that's not being... One of those things, you sit there going, we're not going to sell everyone, but make us a reasonable offer for anyone of our Sunday players. Sunday wasn't a good day for Sean. No, but do you disagree? <laughs> no, I... I wouldn't say all of them. No, everyone. So you don't have to sell them. Make us an offer. Say David Which De Gea. Prepared to listen. Whoever it is, go. If you make no us, no one is not off the spot table. Spot on. If you make us a reasonable offer, we will listen to every. So offer. it's Franco Cozzo City. Yeah, it is absolutely. Or United, as it happens. <laughs> Franco Cozzo in a better way. Migalo, Migalo, Migalo. What does that mean? That's Greek, mate. I have no idea. Sale, sale, sale. Yeah, probably. But you look at it and you go. We got Marcus Rashford wanting over two hundred thousand pounds a week. You got Alexis Sanchez earning over four hundred thousand pounds a week. He's gone. You got Paul Pogba just fucking wow, man. What are you doing? Um, Lukaku's injured at the moment. We've, we've been Martial's through. training's disgusting. Look, our season's over. I want it to one, be over. One more game to go, and then we I can't can wait. Wipe, wipe this from our memory. Is it Sunday night, Monday morning? It's Sunday night, Monday morning. You know what they should have done All with games. the fixtures. Final day's amazing. I hate. No, but you know what they should have done? They should look at it and go because relegation's like settled. Really, you're saying they should stagger just it? Stagger them when there's no when the, the relegation and the which is the final day. But with the word final, but sit there staggering? and put put Liverpool and City on at the same time. 
Because yep. those games are going to determine they matter, yeah. the, the title. One matter. The relegation ones, they're done and dusted, so don't worry about those. Put them at a different time. I just reckon you sit there and go, we don't need to... So everyone, Yeah, but everyone's going to be tuning into this, those two games. It's no spot on. So you sit there and go, stagger them. Because more people watch more football. Because the only two games they're interested in watching are Liverpool and City. I want a... Now that we're not involved, the time we were was gut-wrenching in the 93rd, whatever... I didn't I mean, watch. I walked away. I... Because our game me, ended. Me and a mate, me and Goran, shout out to guys. We shout said, we're not going to watch it. And I checked my phone and we were, they were 2-0 down. And I rang guys and said, wake up. They're 2-0 down. We're winning. I was, when, We're going to win the premiership. And then it just... When they got to 2-0, I was sitting there going, because our game obviously wasn't over yet. And it was still, I think they were, I think QPR was still 2-1 up when our game ended. Yeah. It might have been just 2-2. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, I was, I actually at, our game ended, and I turned it over, and I might have been two two, whatever it was. But I, I actually walked away. I was just—it was horrible. And then I just went, I can't watch if, this. If you weren't involved, because we lost, we end up losing the premiership on goal difference. We don't even lose it on points. Yeah. And yeah, for City was phenomenal. Guero, oh, one of the greatest, last what a, just magnificent. So up there with so, obviously Arsenal in. Uh, now that I'm not involved, that's. And then they were talking about the commentary of it the other day, and uh, yeah, they replayed it, and to listen to it, it was just. So, look, hopefully, hopefully there's some drama on the final day. <laughs> yep. Going to move on. The only thing I want to mention, lastly, with Chelsea, obviously, transfer ban upheld, which is very They're interesting. They're going to Cass. Our friends at Cass. They're going to Cass. Hey, Cass. Shout out to Cass. Um, so, that means, obviously, summer and winter transfer at the moment. Yeah, they say two windows. They're banned. No one really does anything in the winter yeah. anyway. So. so, that'll be interesting to see what happens and whether that affects, as you mentioned today, Hazard. Yeah. You would think it would. Um and for Sari as well, it's a bit of because they need to, like us, reinvest and improve. And if they don't have access to the market, and they probably don't get rid of Sari. I don't reckon Sari's out of the woods as far as keeping his no, job. No, 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 no. But it's but I'm saying it's frustrating. No manager's going to want to walk into something in which they can't improve anyway. No, no, I don't disagree. So but as just, a I'm saying from his job. No, I, I agree. But it makes his his role a bit tough. Yeah. You're going to briefly going to briefly yeah, Fabian briefly. Well, it's, it's talk it's, about the NBA. It's semi-final, so we've got to talk about him. And we've um, got one through already. So the Bucks, 4-1. They're done. So um, the Boston Celtics, much to my my glee, uh, sent packing. See you later. Your season's over, you mugs. <laughs> um, but they, they've just been dominant. Didn't, they, didn't Celtics win the first game away? Potentially, and then they've won they won the next did. four. Yeah. So the Bucks are through. What does Kyrie do? Kyrie's on the move. I'll touch on Kyrie and what he does in a moment. Because Tim, you I don't think Tim knows we're, this. We're, we're ticking up. I don't think Tim knows this yet. So the Nuggets and the Raptors are both 3-2 up against their respective sides. So the Raptors will get through. Now they're going back to Toronto. Yep. Sorry, they're back, at, they're back on home court. Sorry, they're back on home court advantage. Both teams. Yes, so both are. the Nuggets and the Raptors. So I reckon they both get through. The Sixers have just turned to... Pass. Oh my lord, they're getting absolutely creamed. So, um, a lot to think about there. So, but the big story—I don't know if anyone saw it today—the Kevin Durant popped a car. <laughs> did he really? So, not only did it make the Rockets, the Rockets came back from, <laughs> from twenty Stop points it. down to get within like they actually hit the lead. Actually, wow. Steph stopped it. <laughs> Steph, Steph has actually stepped, up. stepped up in his absence, and they've got the game. But they're going to Houston, Houston. now. 
So they lead 3-2, but without... Because we chatted this morning, who has or home early court? this afternoon, in, in the first quarter. Who has home court? Well, it's the Warriors, but without Warriors KD... have it. Okay. KD was ridiculous. Yeah, I early. spoke to Tim earlier today. I said, he's, he's just not missing. He's not missing. He's just in ridiculous form. He's popped a calf late in the third, and this opens this up. This opens, I reckon the Rockets get the job done regardless at home. And this is Can a, you run the court, be less defensive, and just shoot with a, with a bad calf? At NBA level? No. No. Try. And I don't think they risk him. But I'll say this. They got it done without him. They've just got to remember that they are the team that they had without him. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were, and, they were and Steph stepped up. Premiership material without him. But t- retouching on Kyrie, if he's done something severe, it looked like an Achilles to me, but they've said cut. Who's done his Achilles? It looked like he did his Who? Achilles. Durant. Oh, sorry, I thought you said Kyrie. No, I'm sorry, now I'm touching on Kyrie because oh. the whole thing is that Kyrie yeah. and Kevin I are moving to the to the Knicks. To Both the of Knicks. them. Now, if he's done substantial damage, it doesn't matter. Just get over it. It's got all summer. Yeah, but you're going to be paying a max contract for someone who's no, if he's done his Achilles. Oh, if he's done, he's done his Achilles, absolutely. Yeah, he's yeah. out for a year. So he did the whole thing where he looked behind him. Yeah, he's Ooh. So they've Anthony, said Anthony Rocker style. Like, like I said. It was during the game. Anthony Rocker, yeah. During the game, they had the the sideline reporter say... Doris? No, it wasn't Doris Burke. Um, it was the other younger lady. But um, she said, reporting a calf. But it has permutations if it is something more severe. <laughs> you talking... Is that all you got for NBA? Yep. Is that all you got for NBA? That it? Moving on. Moving on. You know what time it is now? Oh, F1's back, by the way, this week. Which no is one cares, Sean. Um, <laughs> Keep a lookout for that. No, it's topical. There's a question about it. My quiz. Yeah. So F1 are back uh, in in action. Um, Ferrari, Fabian, you told me you potentially bring in some upgrades. Yeah, we brought an upgrade, an engine upgrade. Interesting. Um, a few weeks. teams. We, you get to this stage where they begin what they call the European season, and they kind of start bringing in different yeah. upgrades packages. Teams like. usually do an engine upgrade at about Canada because it, uh, it's probably about a third of the way through the season. You're only allowed three engines per season. But Ferrari have... They're called power units, Fab. Power units. They've fast-tracked this one. But apparently they will run in practice and in less speed-dominant tracks. They will run their first engine. You know, what I, you know what I love about stuff like this is... Like, they'll debut the engine and it's like... Especially on Friday, kind of easy-going, run it in, blah, blah, blah. And everyone will be like, they're shit. And like, they're not... They haven't opened it right up yet. Yeah. So, um... It's been interesting to see because the Mercedes front row blockout has been it's made for a very uninteresting an uninteresting. Yeah, it's title been a, it's so, been a massive far. anticlimax. That's yeah. why you sort of hope Ferrari would come to the party, but they've been just woeful. Well, they haven't been woeful compared to the rest. They've been off the pace. Yeah, they haven't been able to compete readily. And then obviously last uh, last out at Baku that we spoke about it with Leclerc. That was just. Extraordinary strategy. On to Sean's quiz. Second running of Sean's quiz. We've slightly retooled Sean's quiz. Now Sean's quiz is a ripper. Well, we'll seek feedback. Fuck you. Anyway, um, <laughs> bad after my own basically, heart. Basically, basically, <laughs> the, the they retooled it. So I will ask a question. These questions have multiple answers, and each of Sean, uh, Sean each of Fab and Tim will then make a bid. Last, silent auction. A silent auction. Last week they knew what each other were bidding. This week's a bit more tactical. Yep. So I'll ask the question, They, how many answers do I think I know? Yep. Do I want to answer it? Do I want to make Fab answer, Tim answer it, etc.? We've got the rules? 
Got the rules. Excellent. So question one. How many of Carlton's 10 greatest goal kickers can you name? So our top 10 goal kickers of all time, how many are you prepared to name? How many do you think you can get? Fab's sort of, he's doing the numbers here. Tim's doing the numbers with his screen down so you can see what he's writing, which is interesting. (laughs) Good point. It is a, yeah, I thought it was a good point. So this one's uh, just a topical one for the Blues at the moment. Yeah, I've got a number. you got a number? What do you reckon, Timo? You've got 10 seconds to get your bid in. Count it down. Five, four. I might use the whistle. I like that. I'll stuff it. I'll use it for the next one. Bid's in. Fab, your bid? Four. Timbo? Five. Timbo's going to bid five. So, Timbo, if you correctly name all five, you will win five points. And I'll win four. You will win four if you answer one correctly, yes. Okay. What do you reckon, Timbo? Let's hear him. Stephen Kernahan. Number one with 738 goals. Alex Jezelenko. Number four with 424 goals. Harry Soapy Valance. Number two, 722 goals. That's three. Robert Walls. Robert Walls is seventh. 367 goals. You need one more. So for the win? For the win. He's undersold it. He's going to get the points, surely. I'm going to go really left of centre. I don't think you should. I think you should just go... I just think you yeah, should shut okay, the fuck up. I will. <laughs> how many was Walls? How many goals had Walls kicked? 367. So I really need somebody who's kicked more than 300 goals. Yeah. Can you hurry up? Seriously, make it quick. This is not Tim Quick. This he's is, got this, this on his racket and he's dicking around. Footfall. Tom Carroll. Oh, oh my Toki God. Tom Carroll. He's left him on the table. Oh Tom Lord Carroll Jesus. is not in the top ten. You've got to give me one to take the four, four points, Fab. Brendan Favola? Brendan Favola is third on 575. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even think of Fab. <laughs> How many has Tom Carroll kicked? He's not in the top ten. How's Tommy Carroll going for you, Timbo? Jesus. Was. That was the second bloke I wrote. <laughs> was, um, oh, where was Wayne Johnston? Fuck, not on the list. Yeah, okay. Ken Hunter on the list? Uh, no, the no, list he is... a lot of half-back line. Kernahan, three, uh, 738. Valance, 722. Fev, 575. Jezza, 424. Horry Clover, 396. The, the Ash Can, Rod Ashman, 370. Mm-hmm. Walls, 367. Ken Baxter, 365. Lance Whitnell, 348. And Vin Gardner, 341. Old Vinny. Old Vinny. Gardner stand. Gee, wow, Timbo. Yeah, could have done better than that. 4-0. You really screwed the pooch on that one. Jesus. Question number two. AFL goal-kicking theme continues. 11 men have kicked 100 goals in a VFL-AFL season, including finals, so the season, on multiple occasions. How many can you name? So 11 men have kicked 100 goals in a season more than once. Just letting that one hang there for people at home to play along with. This is the sort of question that's right up Alex Billen's uh, alley. Shout out to Alex. You'd know this. Fab staring intently. Timbo, once again, doing the maths with his board exposed. <laughs> what do we reckon, ladies? Are we getting close to a... I'll give you ten more seconds. Hang on, wait a yeah, you've got ten more seconds. We're giving ten more seconds. 
11. This actually took a bit of effort to go, to go through 100 gold, kick a tally and do a little graph about it. Took a, took a while. All right, bids in. Let's hear them. Five. Fabian's five. Timbo's bidding eight. Like it. Let's hear him, Timbo. Jason Dunstall. Jason Dunstall has done it on six occasions. Tony Lockett. Tony Lockett has done it on six occasions. Gary Ablett. Gary Ablett's done it on three occasions. Five to go, Timbo. Peter Hudson. Peter Hudson has done it on five occasions. Four. Bob Pratt. Bob Pratt has done it on three occasions. Six. Oh, sorry, it's five, sorry. Gordon Coventry. Gordon Coventry, four. That's six. Tony Modra. Did not. Did not do it on multiple occasions, Tony Modra. He's got the six, Fab. For the steal. For the steal and five points. Matthew Lloyd. Matthew Lloyd has done it on two occasions. <laughs> this is too easy. So is Coleman in there? Coleman's in there. Is McKenna in there? McKenna's in there. Is Simon Beasley in there? No. Yeah, I wasn't confident on Beasley. So Gary Ablett Senior, three. Yep. Coleman, three. Coventry, four. Dunstall, six. Peter Hudson, five. Matthew Lloyd, two. Lockett, six. McKenna, three in consecutive years. Uh, 70, 71, 72. Bob Pratt, three. Bernie Quinlan, two. Superboot. Ron Todd, two. And then Doug Wade, two. Douglas. So you got the six. You got the six. And you would have had... I had had McKenna and I had Coleman. I had a question on McKenna. I was pretty confident on Coleman, but given that he only kicked 500 in his career, or 495 or whatever it was. It was, was, we've discussed this, it was Derek Rose style. Flash in the pan. What about Ron Todd? What was the name of the bloke who, uh, the the Collingwood player who was on the back of the Dunny Wall at Calais? Dick Lee. Dick Lee. Lee. Is he on the Sharon box? It was a Cadbury's thing. Uh, he's the one taking. He's taking the specky. Number thirteen, Dick Lee. Question number three with F one back in action this weekend at Barcelona. How many of the ten winningest teams in Formula One history can you name? So not not teams. So not like engine manufacturers. Teams. So we celebrated the one thousandth F one race a couple of weeks ago. How many of the 10 winningest teams in Formula 1 history? What's this? This is question three. So Fabian's got a nine-point lead just at the moment. Tim having shit the bed twice. I liked your rationale, though, in the last one. I really thought I really thought Modra had done it at least I twice. Thought I he thought had. he would have only done it twice. Because I thought he kicked 100 at Freo. He definitely kicked it at... He definitely didn't. I think it was 93. Yeah, okay. And Horse finished one year on 99, Longmire. Because Fev obviously did 99. Yep. You're working away there, Fab. I'm going to go with six. Bidding in six. Six. He's spat in the face of the blind bid. What do you reckon, oh, Timbo? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll let him go with what six. You, what's your bid? Well, I've got five written. Okay, so you bid five. Let's hear him, Fab. So what's the question again? <laughs> The 10 winningest teams in Formula 1 history. Number one, Ferrari. 235 wins. Williams. 114 wins. Red Bull. 59 wins. McLaren. 182 wins. 
Mercedes. 91 wins. And I'll go with Benetton. 27 wins. He's got his, he's got his six points. And so his, what did he need? Was it top 10, was it? Top 10. So the top 10 and Ferrari. So where is Benetton? Benetton are ninth. Ninth with 27. So you look at. Uh, they won a couple of championships. So I think you have to win at least 20 races. So Ferrari 235, McLaren 182, good number. Williams 114, Mercedes 91, Lotus 79, Lotus, yeah. Red Bull 59, Brabham 35, Brabham Renault 35, Benetton 27, and Tyrrell 23. 15 nil. It's getting away from you here, Timbo. Yeah, that's all right. It's getting away from him. <laughs> it's Question right. number four. I went and saw Detective Pikachu. It's on Sean Goes to the Movies. Ryan Reynolds voices Detective Pikachu in Detective Pikachu. How many Ryan Reynolds films can you name? Plenty of points on offer here, Tim. Plenty of points. Depends how ballsy you want to be. There's a lot of deep cuts. I ended up taking out TV credits and short, short form. I think I got 43 in total. Jesus. So we can can eat into this. A couple of them, obviously, you just won't get at all. I've got, I've got a very low number. <laughs> it might be worth Tim just maybe pushing the boat out a little bit just to try and get back in the in the contest here. Uh, one of my favourite movies he's in, but I cannot for the life of me think of what, the, what it's called. That's a problem. You mustn't like it that much. I do. Wrong com. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. What are you thinking? Uh, what do you reckon? I've are got you, a bid. Are we ready to bid? i got a bid. Are we ready to bid, Tim? Yeah, I've got a bid. What's your bid? My bid's four. Fuck. i got four. Hmm. We have to push it out, don't we? I'll go with five. You go, you're going to go with five? I'll go with five. Try to claim the, claim the points? Probably claim the round, to be honest. Am I going? Yeah, why not? Van Walder. Oh, no! Party liaison. <laughs> oh, shit. One. Deadpool. Two. Just Friends. Three. The Proposal. Four. Deadpool 2. <laughs> Does it have a byline to it? No. Because you're usually pretty hot on that. I am. I was going to say Deadpool 2, though, but... And Buried. He's, he's got I'll his... I'll give him a bonus one. Buried is a good he, one. He yeah. got his five points, Fab. That's it. He Not got his five points. Green Lantern. So you could have had, uh, could have had Green Lantern. No one, funnily enough, said Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adventureland. Blade Trinity. Um, definitely Maybe. No one said Definitely Maybe. Which one's Definitely Maybe? That's the one where it's the... Um, multiple choice sort of mystery romance rom-com because there was one where, where who is he's he ended telling up with? the story to like his daughter as to that's how definitely he, maybe that's definitely maybe I do like that movie yeah, it's, a, it's a good film his best movie is Just Friends Just Friends and Van Walter Van, Van Walter is a classic uh, it could have had a life um, R.I.P.D terrible movie Smoking Aces Selfless Hitman's Bodyguard there's a few there not, yeah. not too many that were left got, on the I got, table I got, I got the hits yeah, Basically. yeah, you got the hits. So, look, unfortunately, I think Fab's out of sight here. Yeah. I think he, I think he, think he wins this one. But we'll do the last question just for instance. Fab might be interested in this one more than anything else. For a clean slate. He could actually. He fucking could. I was going to say. Do you name, have to run name, around the table with your pants down or something? Name like? how many 
How many horses can you name that have won the Kentucky Derby? I was certain that was coming. I was thinking that was coming, but part of the rationale I was like, because he wouldn't get two. Yeah. <laughs> Having said this, one's probably in Fab's. Seabiscuit of winner. This this oh. one's probably in Fab's wheelhouse. <laughs> I wouldn't have got two. <laughs> Last question: yeah. Can Fab do the clean sweep um, with the European Cup final? Being set now for the uh, what's the Metropolitano in Madrid, Atletico Madrid's home home venue. How many of the fourteen venues to have hosted more than one European Cup final can you name? So fourteen European stadia. We're not really in my wheelhouse. Have, well, this is why I was question five. I was trying to get you on the board early. Hang on. Um, how many venues, European stadia, have hosted the European Cup final more than once? So there's 14 of them. I think it started way back in 56. was the first European Cup final. So unfortunately for Timbo here, the, the bad news is you actually can't win it all, <laughs> mathematically. But I'd like, I'd like Fab to push the boat out here in the spirit of competition and go for it. I'm, I'm going to struggle, to be quite honest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really struggle. Um... I've got four. Fuck. Well, I have three, so... Push the, I, I can name a number of venues, but double. They've hosted it twice. Push the boat out, Fab. <coughs> you can't lose. There's new stadiums. I'll give you the hint. A lot of these stadiums... I've got four. Aren't, oh, there aren't, they aren't new. Yeah, I know that. A lot of them. And you'll, a lot of them you'll know. Okay, I'll go with five. What do you reckon, Timbo? Oh, I'm not big, Go with five fablets here. The Stadio Olimpico in Rome. The Stadio Olimpico in Rome has hosted four European Cup finals. 1977, 1984, 1996 and The New Camp or the Camp Nou, depends who you talk to. The Camp Nou has hosted two. 1989, 1999. The Giuseppe Miazza Stadium, otherwise the known San as the San Siro. Siro has hosted got, got that on there too. four <laughs> European Cup finals. 1965, 1970, 2001 and 2016. Wembley Got that on my list Wembley has hosted more European Cup finals than any other venue It's hosted the uh, show seven times 63, 68, 71, 78, 92, 11 and 13 What about the Bernabeu? And I'll go with the Estadio Bernabeu The Bernabeu has hosted four European Cup finals 57, 69, 80 and 2010 That's Fab's five points and a clean sweep 25 to quiz. 25 to That is a hammering um, the ones that we didn't get, uh, Dequip in, uh, in Rotterdam, 72 and 82. Hampton Park, 60, 76, 2002. Heysel, 58, 66, 74, 85. Uh, the Necker Stadion in Stuttgart, 59 and 88. The Olympic Stadium in Athens, 83, 94, 07. The Olympic Stadium in Munich, 79, 93, 97. Anyway. That, I think it has hosted a final, not twice. Yeah. Uh, the Parc de Prince, or the Prince, as it's uh, pronounced, mm-hmm. 56, 75, 81. The uh, Prata Stadium in Vienna, which is named, they've renamed that. But that's hosted. Is that Rapids home ground? Maybe. Um, it's, I can't remember the, if they've re- if it's named after someone now. Yep. Um, but that's hosted four, 64, 87, 90, 95. San Siro, as you mentioned, de France, 2000, 2006. Uh, Stadio Olimpico in Rome and uh, Wembley. Sweet as. That is a, that's a pantsing, Timbo. Well, it is, but I was very unlucky with the Carlton. You were you were very unlucky with the Carlton. I didn't. There was an era that I just didn't consider, and um, what was the second one? Second one, I was very out of the goal kickers. Goal kickers. Yeah, fuck. How you left Matty Lloyd on the table? 
Well, as I said, there's an era. There's an era I don't consider. I sort of start... I obviously start trying to go back through 60s and 70s. Mm. I've got 80s down, Pat, and just 90, late 90s, late 90s, which is obviously your your uh, golden era, um, I tend to overlook. Beautiful. Well, that's it. That's done. What do you reckon, Fab? You happy with that? Because Buddy Franklin's only kicked 100 once, hasn't he? You know what you do need to say? We'll say this on pod. You need to improve the music at the end of the show. We used to leave every pod gun banging track by Sean, and you've put some dog. Last last week you put some stupid end game score. It was, yeah. it was like the end game closing, closing credits, credits yeah, with no oh, words. Mate. Yeah, we spoke about it for oh, twenty minutes. Snore. Yeah, well, that you was like, a you, the highlight was Millie Vanilli. You know who you know who <laughs> wrote the score for End Game. I Nick thought, Buck. I thought you'd like. And shout out to Nick Buck. I thought you'd like Alan Silvestri's work. I like Alan Silvestri's work. He did. Uh, I thought Back you'd appreciate it. No, but. Get us upbeat. You you claim put something poppy. You claim to be like you, a you want a, score you want a poppy fiend. song? No, just one of the songs that I hear I've and got I just I've really got one. like. I've got one for today. It always used to be a theme for the Revlon ad, and it was by Technotronic, and you got and I think it was called Move This. You gotta move this. You gotta. <laughs> He's move lost that. That is, is a good song. Is it that good? Because you you pump it up. Is it by Technotronic? Yeah. Do they sing Pump Up the Jam? They do. I've already got today's song, so that's fine. Oh. You could park my one for another day when you, you know, need something a little bit poppy and upbeat. No, nah. in the wheelhouse though. You done, knobhead? I'm done. We've shaved thirteen. We shaved twelve and a half minutes off today's episode by not doing the movie stuff. So yeah, even better. So you're not talking shit for fifteen minutes. No, it's good. It's a good result. Yep. I mean, hopefully, hopefully we can we can find another. We need to find another twenty five minutes somewhere. Carlton the, win, if the Blues win, yeah. we'll talk more. <laughs> hopefully, well, that's that. Thanks for listening in. I'm Sean Peter Budge. Check out the Sean Goes for the Movies um, episode. Yeah. I think it only goes for 16 or 17 minutes. It's a bit of a rough start, but it'll get better. Well, the movie wasn't really a cracking movie to start with. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. It's watchable. You're giving it away. Well, no, I'm just saying. How do you score it at the end? I, you, I ripped off the SEN scoreboard. I give him credit, though. Because hmm. it's, it's I just reckon that's a rip away of scoring. Very fucking Tim's turned us into a nightclub from the nineties. <laughs> for me, Sean Peterbach, thank you very much for Fabian Guadagnolo. Out of a dedicated Ragazzi, go blues. Seven points. Yeah. What's the line, Fab? Uh, it was forty eight or forty two. Yeah, it was forty two and a half points. And for uh, DJ Tim Davis. <laughs> Always a pleasure, <laughs> Sean.
stop, gonna know what I feel like. I hope you enjoyed the movie, cause I did too. Anytime you wanna go again, just holler at me, baby girl. We can make it to be better.